You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to uh, Oh My Goodness, it's 7 a.m. edition of the 10,000 Lives Podcast. I'm your host, Kai Radke, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's uh, it's just getting earlier and earlier. But uh, Well, we were going to record yesterday, um, but uh, we, we decided to hold off. I mean, there's tons of news yesterday. Well, I mean, initially, we wanted to talk about Kevin Durant's big game, um, but it turns out there's, like, that was... Th- Two years ago, that game happened. I know the news just the news just kept coming. Uh, so we'll we'll get into all that. Uh, but before that, we want to thank our good friends at DraftKings. Um, you might say to yourself, well, you know, I don't I don't want to go on DraftKings and and spend a bunch of money on these games. That's the fun part. You don't have to. You can enter their free pools, which I've been getting in on on pretty much every uh, playoff game. They have pools available. They also have pools available for like just random things, like the Celtics head coach. Who will it be? Um, so enter those. Those are a lot of fun. And, and obviously, you know, if you're looking for cheaper contests as well, um, you can find them in the basketball playoffs where you can put together your lineups. And um, it's really fun. And, you know, apologies to anybody that had Ben Simmons on their team because he stinks. Turns out he's not very good. Uh, but but shout out to DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com for more details. Download the app. Use the code TBPN um, to get your shot at winning uh, a lot of money. Just lots of money. Just so much money you won't know what to do with it so uh go check them out um okay julian uh we should first touch on some wolves news yeah um my apologies too my allergies are uh it's tough it's tough out here it's either it's either 99 degrees or you can't breathe because of the allergies um it's true really just really fun times here in minnesota uh okay so uh nba award season has uh been trickling out over the last two or three weeks Yesterday, it was announced that LaMelo Ball has won Rookie of the Year, which, um, I don't know, like, it. we knew this, right? Like, Right. Uh, we, we've talked about this, and you can, I mean, go back and listen to our other podcasts if you haven't yet, because it, it boosts our numbers. But um, I don't know, I just, I get so confused by, like, yesterday there was just, like, outrage on Timberwolves' Twitter of, like, man, Anthony's going to be back next year, and he's going to be mad. And it's like, I mean, we could have said that a month ago because we knew LaMelo Ball was going to win the whole time. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, um, right. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's tough because it's like you, you hold on. You know, I feel like a lot of people are just kind of holding out hope. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, 
you know, it, it hope can be fun, I guess, sometimes, but this was never going to be Edwards' year. The, the the narrative was too strong for LaMelo. I understand. I, I agree. I think there was an argument that he could have won. So I'm not saying that I necessarily agree, but if you're surprised and shocked that LaMelo won, I, yeah, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I like, somebody tweeted at me and said, well, if, if Edwards had played this way, the whole, um, you know, for, for the last two months of the season, they, you know, for the entire season, then he would have won. And it's like, like, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, nobody's arguing that, but like he didn't and LaMelo ball came out of the gate hot and Edwards didn't and ball set the narrative of he's the better rookie. And it was only until ball got hurt. That you know, you know, it actually would have been better if Ball hadn't got hurt and he would have played those games, but he just would have stunk, and Edwards right. would have been really good because it was like, well, you can't the Rookie of the Year award; it's not a super serious award, anyways. Um, we can't yep. penalize Ball that. I mean, whatever it, it is, what it is, um, and it's not one of those things where I think. Uh, and Jim Peterson, I love him. Um, he's like, well, it doesn't matter who won Rookie of the Year; we still love Edwards. And it's like, hey, guess what, guys? Both of these guys can be super successful. Um, yeah, like, and that's what we should want, right? Like, yeah, y- you should look back and be like, oh yeah, like these guys are like, this is a pretty fun rookie class. Both of these guys are super, super good in franchise players. What a fun little like weird rivalry we have now. But um, yep, like, totally agree. It, it honestly reminded me of like Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons when there was like that weird rookie of the year and Simmons won, but Donovan Mitchell was like wearing a sweatshirt saying he should have won. Um, I like totally forgot about that. So hopefully that's yeah. what this will be in like three years. I just totally. don't even care. Um, okay. Let's, let's go around to some news around the league. Um, there's like lots of it. Uh, so first off, um, I think, I don't know. Like, I don't know what order this news came in yesterday. So like, um, you know, we're, we're, like I was, I was trying to put it together in order, but we're going to kind of, we're going to try to sync this stuff together as best we can. Um, for so uh Clippers won last night. They beat the uh the Jazz, which is obviously the last news of the day. Um huge playoff game from Paul George, who's obviously when people call him playoff P, they're doing so in a mean way. Um, but he he showed up last night. Um yeah. why that was significant is because the Clippers were without Kawhi Leonard, who um there's fear that uh I don't think anybody said a torn ACL, but people have said ACL injury. Um, they have to wait to do an MRI until the swelling goes down, which probably only points to a torn ACL. Um, yeah, never good. That, yeah, that, I mean, that diagnosis, you really come out of that conversation being like, and actually it was not a torn ACL and it's yeah. fine, which I hope is the case. But uh, yeah, no, when, when you have this level of speculation, it usually goes bad. I was going to say, I don't remember any time where somebody says like, it's same with like the Achilles injury where somebody says like, it's a fear to be an Achilles injury. It's like almost every single time it's, it's like, I don't remember a time where it's not that. So, um, well, first off that sucks. Um, I, you hate to see guys get injured, um, especially guys of Kawhi's caliber. Um, so that's a huge bummer. Second of off, I mean, it looks like they might, I mean, they have to win one out of the next two now against, um, Utah. So it seems like they might be able to do that, especially with Mike Conley there. I mean, the big question now is if you can get, um, you know, if you're able to get through the the, the Western conference without Kawhi and, and beat the Suns, which um, we'll see if Chris Paul is playing for them. Uh, he apparently tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Um, 
but he's been vaccinated, so we don't really know where we're at right now with this. Yeah, it's tough. I, I've, you know, there hasn't been that much solid reporting on it, to be perfectly clear. Um, I mean, the, currently the the latest is that he's tested positive, but he's asymptomatic and he's vaccinated. So it's it's really hard to kind of balance all of these these things. Um, I don't know exactly how this is going to be a real test for the NBA, right? And like how you apply this protocol. Um, because I don't know, it's a really strange situation if all of those things are true. And it's really going to, I think, stress test the NBA's ability to kind of be flexible um, and not flexible what, as it would like when it comes to the safety of their players, but just in kind of analyzing the situation and figuring out what is actually the safe thing to do and also how do you get chris paul back as soon as possible because you need him back if you're the league as soon as you can um as safely you know without compromising the safety of players so it's tough you know it's really depressing because Kawhi and chris paul were two kind of the stars of this playoffs you could kind of make the argument that other than the guys on the nets they're they've probably been the biggest stars um of these playoffs and other teams and it really the clippers suns was or was looking like kind of a i don't know kind of a battle of the titans in some ways both these teams have honestly looked pretty good i know the clippers were rough early on but they've looked good lately and it's a real opportunity for paul george now i think to change some of his playoff legacy which you touched on a little bit but you hope that that comes against a Suns team with a healthy Chris Paul. And you hope that Chris Paul gets the opportunity to take his team to the finals because it's something he's been working for his whole career and you would really hate to see it um, disrupted. So I don't know. I guess it's just kind of a wait and see thing with with CB3 and uh, hope that Kawhi's injury, even though it sounds not good, is, is not too serious because obviously we hope he comes back strong. So... Yeah, just really depressing. I, I wish those two guys were, were were all good. Yeah, I mean, it it, it it's a obviously a huge bummer. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. I like I just tend to like I don't know. It's it it's so hard. Um, I mean, I guess like on that same topic, like we talked about last series of we kind of made fun of like the the narrative of. Well, I mean, okay, the Clippers are going to come out of the the series against the Mavericks stronger, and I was like, that's so stupid. Like, no, they won't. Like, they almost lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to. Um, but now it actually looks like maybe they might. Like, they, this is back to back series where they were down two to zero, and um, you know, it just looks like maybe maybe they're like they they might do the same thing. Well, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, when you don't have um, when, when you don't have Kawhi, like it's, it's different, but, um, we'll, we'll see. Um, more news last night. You were actually over for this game. We turned it off because one team was up by 30 (laughs) and we thought it was over. Um, and then we, we come back and, uh, wow. Like, so the Hawks beat the 76ers last night. They're up three to two, certainly a horrible, horrible look for somebody like doc rivers. Who's, um, like obviously had tons of playoff or uh, tons of regular season success, but, um, I think he's the only coach to lose multiple series in the playoffs when he's up three to one. Of course, he was not up three to one in this series, um, and he won't get the chance to be. But um, like the 76ers are uh, far and away the better team in this series, and they just really haven't been able to figure it out. Uh, 
you know, the talks of like, again, like talks I kind of forget about. I remember when we were not us specifically, but the basketball world were the, the, the debate between Joel and Bede and Ben Simmons and like, who's better yeah, and who build that. The team around. Um, I was a trade and bead guy. I was like thinking, you know, like, Embiid's always hurt. You don't want to stake your franchise around him. Yeah, but now that does not look like a good take. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think like we, I think like everybody basically was like, oh, but if like Ben Simmons will eventually figure out a shot, right? And um, well, you know, um, that's not something that's that's happened. Uh, like, uh, like, and they're they're doing the hack of Simmons now, which like, I I'm not like totally against, um, because it's been working. And if you look at just like how bad he's been, so like, let's go back through the last, um, you know, okay. So last night, four for fourteen from the free throw line, uh, one for five the game before, four for eight, zero oh for two, three for ten. Um, I mean, and like. Yeah, you look at his stat line, you go, okay, eight points, nine assists, four rebounds, one steal, one block, um, can defend Trey Young at a high level. But it's like, also, he's he took four field goals. Um, yeah, he was a plus seven, so he's on the court. That's good, I guess. But, like, I don't know, man. Like You have to be able to carry your team somewhat offensively if you're going to be a star in the NBA. And I, I know Simmons is a useful player. Um and I think that I still think he is that. Like I, I still think he makes his teams better. But yeah, man, you cannot really count yourself. You can't really be a star in the league if, if that's the performance that you put up. No, it's it's. I mean, that's going to be. I, I like. I would if they if they lose this series to the Hawks, <laughs> I think it's probably safe to say that like Chris Paul or uh, Ben Simmons is probably on his way out. I yeah, I mean this is a franchise. Def- this could have been a franchise-defining game. I mean this could be the end of kind of the process. You know, it's it's really, and I, I maybe that's like too much to say, but no, I don't I mean I don't think so because you you talk about windows year, and how yeah. yeah you talk about windows and how they're so short, and you think like okay like if the 76ers can get out of this series, and then you look at the Nets team like they're beat up. The Bucks, like it feels like they don't want to win. Like that, like, right. they're they are so difficult to watch. Um, and you just like look and you're like, oh, like okay, if if it's net 76ers, like this is a 76er shot. And then, you know, whoever comes out of the like the bloodbath in the West, like you you probably say it's like 50-50, but um They have a real chance too, yeah. Yeah, unless like I don't know, man. It's like I, I saw a stat, I don't know if this is right, but Embiid and Seth Curry were the only players to make field goals in the second half yesterday wow um i don't know if that's real i just saw that on twitter this morning um it seems like it could be real because they obviously sucked in the second half so um yeah uh, yeah on the flip side though you have to think that if the hawks win this nate mcmillan gets that job full time right oh i i think i mean I'll, I'll be i think either way he probably should be right yeah i mean like, clearly what he's doing is working there and man bad luck for indiana <laughs> yeah yeah just get um, worse and worse yeah, I uh, yeah, that, like, br- really does. Um, and that, like, the, I mean, yeah, that, that you bring up a good point. Like, we should talk about the Hawks here. Um, and you and I talked about it last night, just about like the Luca stuff versus Trey. And like, I think I, th- I don't think anybody's arguing that Trey's better than Luca anymore. But like, except for just, your fiance. Except yeah, except for <laughs> except for Jenna. She. I mean, 
I, I should be grateful because she likes to watch basketball all the time. And she's actually right about more things. And like, to be honest, if we like did a head to head, like pick them in our house, she yeah. would far and away be the favorite. Um, yeah. But sometimes fair. she does this thing where she wants to bet on games and then she just picks the team that will obviously win. And then she makes me pick the other team. Uh, um, which I guess that's not how betting works, but, um, I've lost lots of, uh, lots of trips to, uh, um, cold stone and dairy queen because of those rules. Um, but you know, it's, that's fine. Um, some more coaching news, uh, around the league. Um, you know, you, you, we talked about McMillan and he'll probably stay Doc rivers. Like you wonder about his future. Uh, if they lose a series, I, I tend to think he's probably safe because it's only the first year and they had so much success yeah. in the regular season. Um, Budenholzer probably seems like if they don't win this series, he's probably on his way out, which uh, Kevin O'Connor from the ringer uh, said yesterday in his podcast that basically uh, all these, like you're not really seeing any movement on any of these other coaching vacancies because all the like free agent coaches want to see what happens with Milwaukee, which right. obviously makes tons of sense. Um, but it was, it was also kind of a bloody Wednesday yesterday in the league. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, after one year in New Orleans, uh, surely a disappointing year, but I don't know, maybe not a disaster after they trade Drew Holiday. Um, he's out with the yeah. Pelicans, which um, suddenly the, the Pelicans went from like a fun team with like all this hope to a team that's had two coaches in two years and now needs to kind of figure it out. Yeah, I was pretty surprised to see him get fired. I I don't know if there's some tension internally or if the players don't like him or what's going on there, but yeah, I was, I was pretty surprised that, that, that didn't seem necessary to me. I know that it was disappointing, but I mean, this was a weird season in the NBA in general, the West was crazy and, and really weird. So I, I'm, I, I, I feel like that was kind of preemptive, but I guess, you know, you do what you got to do to make your team better, but I don't know. I mean, part of it is I do kind of think about this. I think about, there are a lot of good coaches out there right now. And this is something we also talked about a bit last night, but teams that are in the market for new coaches, they will be able to find good ones. So I think maybe that could be part of why we're seeing so many. Um, I feel like kind of one thing leads to another, like when one coach gets fired and then it's like, Oh, that guy's on the market. And then another coach gets fired and there's two openings, but there's also two coaches, uh, you know, a lot of these people who are getting fired will probably get new jobs. Um, so I don't know. I think that could be part of it, but I was pretty surprised. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that was surprising. And you brought up a good point with the tension because it almost certainly has to be what it is um, where there was just like some like philo philosophical differences between either yeah. like management and being Gundy or like the players just came to the GM and was like, Hey dude, like we don't like this guy. Um, seems weird. Cause like it's, it's hard because like you listen to Stan Van Gundy on on TV and on like podcasts. And it's like, like when he's with Zach Lowe, like I like, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait for Stan Van Gundy to be a coach next year again. Like I know. And, and he it deserves like it. Historically people have liked him. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and then uh, not much of a surprise, but Scott Brooks is out in Washington. Um, it kind of looked like that was going to happen, but then Washington made a little run and they got the eight seed and, and before losing in five games in the first round of the 76ers, um, you know, the reports were basically that both sides couldn't come to agreement. Um, That's so weird. My guess would have been if Scott Brooks could have chosen to come back, he probably would have like, I don't right. know. Right. Scott Brooks wanted to coach and Washington said no. Um, and then there, that was the disagreement. 
Yeah, that was, we have disagreed to, to, uh, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I like Scott Brooks and like when it, when it comes to like former Timberwolves, cause I think he played for the Wolves for like a, a year or two. Uh, Jeff Munich, he always calls him like an all time wolf, like just like one of the nicest guys. And whenever he's back, he wants to grab lunch and like catch up and ask how people like, he seems like an all time good guy. I just don't really see how he comes back and gets like a head coaching job. No. Um, he, he's been, he has not succeeded at any point in his no, career. Um, like, and it's kind of crazy to me that he keeps getting opportunities. He had like the fun thunder team with, with Durant and, and Westbrook that he kind of right. walked into like similar, like the Brett Brown. And then it was like, or uh, yeah, Brett Brown with the 76ers where it was like, Oh, like you're a fun coach for a young team, but like we have to get serious now. So um, see you later, right. man. Yeah. Like, right. You're, you're the good JV coach, but like we're, we're, we're bumping up to varsity, baby. Yeah, um, yeah, but, I, I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's kind of crazy, but we'll so see what I happens. Think just off the top of my head, I mean, these two openings you have Orlando, you have Portland, you have Boston, um, Indiana, Indiana uh, potentially Milwaukee. Uh, so I mean, there's some like pretty interesting coaching vacancies with like if you look at that, like playoff, like potential playoff teams, like Pelicans, yeah. Blazers, Wizards. Um, like probably not the magic, but Celtics, uh, Pacers even pace. Yeah. Pacers. I mean, it's like, it's, a, it's pretty intriguing if you're like in a pen, like, and th- that's why you see all these coaches kind of holding out. It's like, what's, what's going to happen in like this game of musical chairs and like whoever gets left with the magic, uh, bless your soul. And you and I talked about this last night and I don't, I don't want to say this like wrong like in- incorrectly or like in a way that is like perceived wrong. Like I think Becky Hammond deserves to get a NBA coaching job. If I'm her though, I probably don't like if, if you get offered the Orlando magic coaching job to a certain degree, like as far as like historical moments, yes, like that's significant. And it's like huge because then it hopefully just sets the norm where like, Oh yeah. Like these three women are interviewing for coaching jobs when you look at, you know, and it's like, Oh, one of them will get hired. And hopefully that just happens with every vacancy. Um, but like, I, I, I want her to be in a position where she can succeed. So all of a sudden you go to like Orlando in one year and it's a nightmare. And then like, she gets let go. And then like women don't get a coaching job when obviously that doesn't reflect her. It reflects the dumpster fire. That's been the Orlando magic. So, um, yeah. No, we'll I mean, I think if you're any coach, you don't want that magic job, right? I mean, they'll hire somebody. I think. Yes. If you're the, I think. I think the magic is perfect for like a young new coach with not very much pressure who can like overperform a little bit. You know, doesn't it feel perfect for like a D two like college guy or like a, not a D two but like a kind of mid tier college coach to jump make the jump to the NBA or Ryan Saunders. Oh, maybe Ryan Saunders. Yeah, exa- honestly, yeah, like somebody like that, just like no pressure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, they. Uh, I guess the Magic still has some interesting pieces, but yeah, that that team is not good. No, no, they're not. Uh, and then then you look at the Wolves, and I, I was obviously tough on how the Wolves handled that situation from like a PR aspect with with firing Saunders and hiring Finch. Um. I will say like now hiring Finch in mid season kind of looks good when there's all these vacancies where he probably would have yeah. gotten a better job. So yep. maybe, maybe good job by maybe good job by the wolves. We'll see uh, TBD, the Mavericks. Yeah, TBD. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out in seven years. Um, 
The Mavericks fired GM Donnie Nelson, and apparently Luka Doncic really hates that. Um, which, like, well, Luka Doncic, Luka hates their shadow GM. Uh, there's a whole big report. That's a really crazy report. Have you read it? I have not. Who's their shadow GM? Oh well, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, he's like this sports gambling guy. Um, oh. but not in a good way. You know, I know you like sports gambling guys, but um. <laughs> Who? What's his name? Um, sorry, is it, I is it, is it the guy that was on um, that used to be on Simmons podcast? Yeah, Mark. Uh, not Mark. Uh, not Mark Cuban. Obviously, not Mark Cuban. Uh, oh, Bob. Va- Bob Haralibos. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, Haralibos vul- vulgaris. Yeah. I'm not sure how to say, but Bob. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, that's actually interesting. He had some that. really bad takes surface on Twitter about the NBA. He said that uh, he would, in a heartbeat, trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. Hmm. Um, he said, uh, or maybe it was either him or Simmons on that clip that said, uh, "Clay Thompson types come out of college every year, but you don't often find a player like Kevin Love." Hmm. So that doesn't age well, but he and he also I think said that he could run uh, an NBA team better than every GM. Well, so the two the two statements do kind of conflict. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you have this guy who's kind of has basically he, this guy has like undue influence on the Mavericks um, that doesn't really correspond to his official position. He's like a director or something, but everybody knows he's actually kind of in charge. He's been undermining the actual GM and pissing off Luca. So <laughs> feels like not the guy you want to have around. So I was surprised to see that they, after that all came out, they let the other guy go. Um, yeah. I think that Mark Cuban should be very worried about this. This is what year three of Luca and he's already feuding with the front office. That's really not what you want. No. Uh, I saw the report yesterday that Mike Finley, Michael Finley, former uh, Maverick and like sharpshooter is like one of the favorites to win the GM spot. But if this is like the situation he's walking into, it's like, maybe, maybe you don't. And right. maybe I mean, come... if you're just a figurehead. Yeah. I mean, certainly I would like that role, but um, you know, mostly cause I, I appreciate not working very hard, but um, <laughs> that's not most people's goal. Um, Ugh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. That is uh, very interesting indeed. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Julian, let's uh, do our card corner. Um, yeah. I'll turn my. I'm going to turn my camera back on. Me too. Uh, of course, Wi-Fi issues. I uh, didn't have any Wi-Fi issues at all yesterday. As soon as we start our podcast, um, you know the 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 internet issues start. Um, let's do this. Uh, apologies for how I look. It is seven in in the morning. Um, welcome to. The three stars, three star sports card card corner. Um, say it ten times fast. Yeah, it continues to be the hardest thing to say that we say on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we're super happy with our partnership with them. Obviously, they're great. Uh, go check them out. They're in Bloomington, Minnesota. Um, they're also in Little Canada. Um, both shops have pretty much everything you need as as far as supplies and everything. Um, grading services. I'm not sure if, if P, PSA is like officially announced they're back in July, but that's part of their plan. So my guess is that three stars will be sending cards back in. I would check with them to just kind of verify and then see what the pricing looks like. But um, so we were going to go through this week. I was going to go through like one player to buy for every team. 
Um, cause I was kind of hoping we would have more of a, a picture of like the final four teams. Um, yeah. well, we don't, uh, have that at all. So, um, let's like focus in on a, pro- a specific product, uh, just came out yesterday, I believe, um, impeccable. Uh, so I actually was, was part of a break through a different group. Uh, obviously three stars as breaks too. You should definitely check them out. And I pulled a Carl Malone, um, out of 25 autograph. It's cool. worth like worth like a hundred bucks. Right. That's fun. Um, it is. And like impeccable is such a fun product because you have like guys like Bill Russell, Bill Walton, um, like Kareem, like, I'm not sure on the exact checklist, but like they're like, yeah. it's, yep. Like you're chasing LaMelo ball and Anthony Edwards and like these fun rookies. But then you're also like also a Steph Curry autograph pops up or a Damian Lillard autograph graph pops up. Um, so you're getting like some of these all time great guys, which just from a collector standpoint, I think those cards are so cool and you really rarely, fun. yeah. And you rarely see like the all time greats do autographs. So like I was in a break yesterday and I had the jazz and I also had the Celtics um, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of bummed because rookie class, that's not great. Then I looked at the checklist and I was like, oh, wait, uh, Bill Russell has signed. Larry Bird has signed for this. Um, like there's all these players. And of course I didn't get one from the Celtics, but um, so that, that's my product to pitch. And I think uh, three stars, they have them in stock. Um, nice. I mean, it all sounds rosy. Uh, of course, this, the product's not cheap. It's $1,500 for a box. Um you know, and, and, and I think the box includes, I don't want to miss, misspeak here. It's, it's all on three, three stars website. Um, I think it's like three or four autos. You have like three base cards. You, you get like a silver, um, like a silver stainless steel card that like, sometimes those are like one of one. Um, so it's, it's a pretty cool product. I hate to say you're ever going to get your money back. Um, but like there, there's a huge reward there. And if you're like, if you're able to spend that kind of money, um, I think that there's like, just a huge opportunity to, yeah, like you can make some money, but also just add cool cards to your collection. Um, you know, with that being said, like, you know, some of the, like the, I mean, it's, it's too early because literally it was released yesterday, but like there was a, uh, LaMelo ball silver logo man, which is a really cool product that they offer or a card. It's out of 15 and on eBay right now with four days left, it's already at a thousand dollars. Um, so, you know, you'll start to see those, tr- so those sales start to trickle in and you'll, you'll get an idea of like what, what the product's going to be. Like a, feels like a good uh, product to find a break for. Yeah. Yep. And I, I don't know if three stars going to do them um, on their website, but like stay tuned. And otherwise, like, honestly, we, like you and I have talked about this and like $1,500 is a lot of money. Sure. But like, if you're willing to save up $500 and that was like your budget for cards for the whole month, try to split it with two buddies and like split a box and like see what you get and like, you know, kind of, kind of crowdsource it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. and, it, and it kind of builds up that hobby with your friends and whatever. So uh, go check it out. Uh, three stars on their website, three stars, sports cards.com or, um, you know, head to head to one of their stores. So um, awesome. Julian, that's all we got. I have to get ready for work. Um, going Me back, too. going back to the office today. Uh, so it's shower and yeah, after shower, look presentable, wear pants, which I guess that's, have to wear pants at the office. Um, classic. <laughs> so they say, yeah. So they say. Um, appreciate you. Uh, you too, man. Everybody else, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully, we have, we have some guests on. Uh, try to get Espo on from the Suns. He's very sad about Chris Paul having COVID, maybe. Um, just a lot of roller coasters for uh, uh, for Espo. Oh, one thing I did want to touch on. Um, I loved how 
throughout the in, the, the injuries we saw come out yesterday, um, basically only one with Kawhi and then like Chris Paul got COVID. LeBron made it an opportunity for him to basically make an excuse for why the Lakers are out and mm, saying yeah. that he predicted that there would be all these injuries at the beginning of the season. Nobody listened to him. He said that it was a bad idea. Um, ah, LeBron, such a great player, probably the second best basketball player of all time. But um, it's posts like that, that hey, go read his full post. I think it's on Facebook or probably Instagram too. Like, it's like, yeah, we sure. And then the NBA came out and basically said, nope, we had the same amount of injuries this year as we did last year. Um, well, and John Kaczynski was like, I mean, he's like, obviously, yes, there have been some injuries that were because of the load that these players have to take on. But at the same time, Kawhi played 50 games. Yeah. He was, he was rested a lot. Um, this does not feel like one of those. And injuries are, unfortunately, part of the game. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. This season was weird in a lot of ways. Um, I, I know that it was a, a kind of an immense strain on players physically and mentally, but it's hard to it's hard to make that kind of one to one correlation between Kawhi getting hurt and the way the schedule was set up. And I think you know just to to say it as like I was right. Yeah, all yeah. These injuries. Instead, maybe say like, man, hope Kawhi's okay. You know going into the season, there was a concern that there was going to be more injuries and, you know, here we are and it doesn't look good. Okay. That's fine. But the, I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Julian, we'll talk next week. Chances are, uh, well, I think that chances we'll definitely have, like, we'll know what our Western Eastern conference yeah. finals looks like. So um, I'm excited. Cool. Talk soon. All right. Later, man.